Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Listen close, and mark my words true. There be danger here, so venture not into the forge waters with a weak constitution. Our goal be fortune and renown, and our aim be at the hearts of those what would stand in our way. If you be so bold, then it's all hands on deck as we set sail on perilous tides. Hey, everybody. Just a few things before we get into this week's episode. Thursday, tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, Kim and Megan around 730 Eastern Standard Time will be playing some Nancy Drew Mysteries, so you can join them there. We're going to try to get a little more active on Twitch now that we have got some more folks to play games. Uh, so again, that is twitch.tv slash the crit show. Uh, and aside from our normal Monday stream, uh, this Thursday, you will find Kim and Megan there playing some mysteries. Also, we have heard your request, and we have finally been able to fill it. Now, inside of our swag store on the website, we have enamel pins. They are very cool. Nick's designed them. The cost for the patches, the pins, and the dice all include shipping. Uh, so again, that's the thecritshowpodcast.com, and go over to the swag slash merch store. And lastly, just a reminder, if you are enjoying Rapscallions, you can go over to patreon.com slash thecritshow. As I mentioned last week, we will be updating the rules that we play with as Whistler sends them to us between story arcs. Uh, so we've already got some little changes that we've made. We've got ship playbooks and some new moves for our characters. Uh, so you can join us there. And again, if you do decide to join us on Patreon, please, please download Discord and join our community there. It is an amazing group of people, so we hope to see you there. And with that, it's time to let the recap roll. Last time on Perilous Tides. I think I'm taking the cloth off, starting to lift it and kind of look through the eyes and do it just slowly. There is a disorienting few moments as your vision seems to split like the eyes of an insect and you see hundreds of tiny, tiny little lenses. I can see through the eyes of what I assume are all of the owl's skeletons. Some are on ships, some in the forest here, and I thought a command, and they all did it. We've got this giant ship to deal with. Let's throw the owl ships and the crew at it. Perfect. Fire. Dozens of cannons literally ring out in perfect unison as the rending, echoing sounds of steel being shredded echo up and down this mist-filled bay. I don't know if we're going to be able to get him away down here. We might have to board and try and find him. I don't know. I don't know how we could get him away. Wright is the captain of this ship. He'll be the last one off it. If we want to follow Theo's plan and board and use the chaos, we get back on the down feather and we climb the mast and we ram that ship. Yes! I want to break through the floor into the ceiling of the captain. I was quarters. hoping you were going to say that. Hell yeah. I would like to throw an explosive in. You throw this bomb and it catches the lip of the hole and bounces across to the other lip 
and back and forth two or three more times, circling that rended metal down into the cabin. It finally starts to tilt and fall in and explodes at all of your feet. Captain Callahan, how much damage does that grenade do? It does two harm area. Oh, area. That means all three of you take two harm. But what about the people inside? Unfortunately not. Oh. <laughs> the uh, massive ship is still slowly tilting towards the water, but you do have this open hole in front of you. All of your uh, cultist robes and jackets are a little fried and frayed from this explosion, but you are still standing there on this roof looking down into this hole. Um, looking in through the ceiling, do we see Rife or anyone inside? Yeah, I think if you kind of lay down flat, like looking around, uh, kind of poking your head down in there, you can see that he is up towards the door overlooking the rest of the ship. Like the just the front door to this cabin is open and you see this large imposing figure. Uh, he's, a, he's a big dude. He's almost seven feet tall. He's just wide with muscle. It's clear that he had been sleeping because all he has on are his breeches and he's uh, he's slung a sword belt around his waist. Uh, he doesn't even have his shoes on. Just he's got his long blonde hair pulled back in a ponytail and you can hear him screaming orders out the door at the rest of the ship. Uh, okay, I will sort of uh, point at where Wrythe is and kind of look to Callahan and Theo. Let's see if we can figure out what our next move is going to be. So he's got his back to us? He does. It seems like that explosion even above him didn't seem to phase him as, you know, even as you're standing here, a few more explosions hit all up and down along this ship. I mean, cannons are ripping into it. There's noise everywhere. I'll give like a shush gesture and then try to quietly lower myself into the hole. No problem, you do. And gesture for the other two to follow quietly. I'll help Ada down into the hole and then I'll jump down. Thanks, Theo. I got you. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of how to have this conversation without speaking aloud. <laughs> uh, I will like look at Theo and give kind of a nod in his direction and do like a punchy motion and then I'll pull my gun and also point it in his direction. And I'll look at Callahan with a, what about me eyes? Uh, I'll point to the sword and do like a, he's going to run over here gesture. And then you and me fight also. <laughs> we look up and he's just watching us. <laughs> Doing this extremely elaborate pantomime. Two words, one syllable. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of separate and as we fan out and uh, I'll try to get directly behind him and then I'll... I'll rush him. All right. You're rushing forward. I want to just take a shot at him while she's still a little bit clear to hopefully do some damage before she makes impact. Okay, then we'll start with Callahan since you have that range. Roll your striker shoot. Seven. Okay. Do you want to trade blows or put yourself in a bad position? I'm awfully curious about how I would trade blows, so I'm going to pick that. You fire your pistol past Theo's head and the shot lands in this broad man's shoulder. It's clear that there's a reason why this guy has gotten the rank he has. This guy is well-trained. The moment he feels pain, he has whipped around, and in a smooth motion, a dagger comes up from his belt 
and it flies end over end right past Theo's head again into your shoulder, Callahan. That is one damage. Theo, you are running up on him. Yeah, as he turns around to throw that dagger, I'm just uh, pulling my fist back and I'm gonna just, I guess, I don't know if I could reach his face (laughs) at seven feet tall, maybe, (laughs) as as easily. Uh, I think I am. I think I'm trying to punch him in his face and just disorient him and and knock him off balance so he's uh, not quite sure what's going on. Roll your strike or shoot. That's a 12. Okay, uh, what does your tattoo give you again on your full success? So uh, with my Mantis Shrimp tattoo, on a complete success, uh, 10 plus, my target is stunned when I punch them. All right. I I think this is like a couple of quick hits where you get him in the solar plexus and he just bends down with a huff, the air out of his lungs, and you clock him in the temple a couple of times. He falls heavily against the door frame and is leaning there, his eyes blinking in confusion. Ada, what do you want to do? You know, Callahan told me to use my sword, and I'm not terribly skilled with that. And I think this also falls into uh, him uh, failing his command role with me. Um, So I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to try my dark magician ability. Okay. Talk to us about this one again. All right. So uh, I can spend one luck or two luck. I'm going to spend two luck and roll plus Spitfire. And we're going to see what happens. All right. That is a nine. So on a seven to nine, roll 1d6 to determine which power activates. So something random is going to happen. Oh, I love this so much. All right. For a scene, you can create chaotic fireballs and infernos in the air around you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this is the most chaotic ship battle of all time. (laughs) All right, so these... Chaotic fireballs are springing up. What are you doing with them? Like a second of sort of spontaneously holding the energy of like a fireball in my hand to sort of looking to Callahan being like, are we just killing him or are we, should I just set him on fire right now? Do we want to talk to him first? Yeah, set him on fire. All right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think I'm just going to try to send a big old fireball right towards a wraith. Awesome. Okay, so the fire whips at him. Uh, This is just that chaotic flame all dancing around and, uh, you know, it hits the wall next to him. It hits at his feet. One hits him in the chest and it starts roiling up his body. Um, You know, it's not completely engulfing him, but even in his days, he's starting to like swat at himself to try to put this out. And with his free hand, he's fumbling for his sword, but he, he is still very clearly stunned and dazed. Can you imagine being stunned, then set on fire? <laughs> <laughs> like, if we're going to another game system, just mechanically, it's like, oh, just stand there for three seconds on fire. Oh. Callahan, what do you want to do with this? Uh, if he has not yet managed to, like, get a solid hand on his sword, then I want to run up and use mine to cut the leather and disarm him, remove his sword belt. Nice. That sounds like a dirty trick to me. Ten. No problem. You pull this off. Uh, His sword belt clatters to the deck, and he seems very confused now. Uh, He's starting to kind of lurch up back to his feet. Theo. Uh, I'm going to try to hit him again, and like knowing his reputation and seeing his stature in person and up close for the first time, I really don't want to give him even a second (laughs) to gain any ground, so I'm going to hit him again, uh, just 
right in the stomach and try and keep him doubled over as much as we can. Are you punching something that's on fire? It's superheating her brass knuckles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I think that, you know, the state of this stun means that you just get your hit on this next move. It's not a roll for your chance to add more stun or whatever. You're just getting your free hit in. Uh, So you're able to clock him a couple more times and, you know, with a big hoof, he he takes it and kind of stumbles back through the door a little bit. He blinks at the three of you as he stands upright, holding his stomach His shoulder is literally on fire and he's trying to pat it out with the other hand and he's he's blinking at you and and grunts, What in the world? Have you betrayed us? Oh, that's right. We're wearing disguises. (laughs) I was like, oh no. And like looking at the two of them, like which one of you is the traitor? Oh wait. Surprise. I've been allied with (laughs) Christ all along. Um... I don't think I answer. He's going to be dead in a second. I don't explaining things to him is not going to help. So I'm just going to go try to stab him. That's a great call. Roll your strike or shoot. Oh, it had to go wrong eventually. Oh, snake eyes. Okay. So as you run up to take a swing, he just knocks your hand aside and plants his massive fist across your jaw. You'll take one damage as you tumble to the ground. Ada, what you want to do? I mean, you know I just want to send more fireballs at this guy. That's fair. (laughs) Okay, so I think now that you have already popped off this move, and now that you want to focus it a little more again, you know, this is chaotic fire... Uh, So I think the way that we're going to address this is just roll for me a straight Spitfire. And on a full success, you'll be able to get this to go exactly where you want. On a mixed, you know, you'll have a little bit of effect. And on a fail, it's going to get real chaotic real fast. That would be a three. Oh! uh, Mark your experience. And this room is all sorts of on fire. Uh, The back walls, the ceiling along your entry point, it is creeping along the walls and heading for the door. Uh, The the room is filling with smoke. Like, this is not going to last long. Let's jump back out to Sayre. The ships are still caught up. Your ships are still just devastating this big, massive one. Reload. Fire. Reload. (laughs) Fire. Callahan! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so with that last failure, I have leveled up already. All right. What are you oh going to take? I'm actually just going to take plus one to a skill. I'm going to take plus one blood. Okay. Very nice. You have learned some things in this fight. Yeah. Yeah. That is a generous way to put it. <laughs> and what do you want to do? We still need this guy dead. So I'm just going to try to run him through. All right. Roll your striker shoot. Eight. Do you want to trade blows or do you want to be in a bad position? Uh, I will take bad positioning this time. All right. You run him clean through the chest. And this is a big dude. In his rage, he grabs you by the shoulders and lifts you up into the air. And with one big heave, you go cartwheeling over the side of the ship into the water. So hard that you still have your sword in your hand. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. I thought that you were setting up a moment for him to just bane Nightfall, Tristan. (laughs) 
Ada, Theo, you see this massive dude turns towards you. He's stopped trying to fuck with the fire on his shoulder. He is bleeding heavily from the back where he was shot, from the center of his chest where he was just run through. He spits some blood. The queen will hear of your betrayal. He takes two strong steps towards you, falls to his knees, and falls forward onto the deck. He is still breathing. He's still alive, but he seems like he can barely hold up. Theo, you're very bloodthirsty right now, if I do recall. You have a golden opportunity with this guy on the deck. I think you need to kill him. So the compel here is obviously he knows something you don't. He assumes that you know what he's talking about. This is someone you could get information from. So you're either compelled to finish him knowing that you can get this done or possibly keep him alive for more if you want to try to stand your ground. I think I'll give into it. Uh, I'll take out my belaying pin and just hit him right in the head. Oh, oh, savage. Quick. And thusly passes Vice Admiral Argo Wright. The ship is very, very sinking. <laughs> uh, it, it is tilting almost enough that both of you can, can barely keep your feet. The cabin is on fire. What do you want to do? I mean, I don't know if I'm the best person to do this because I'm pretty sure I'm still, like, my hands are still slightly on fire. If there's, like, a desk or something in here, I want to see if I can very quickly look through it and see if I can, like, find any, like, pieces of paper or anything that might have given us information. I think any of that was at the back. Your chaotic fire has consumed pretty much anything in here that can catch easily. All right. Um, then I'm going to turn to Theo and say, All right, I'm going to make sure this thing sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Are you going to go check on Callahan? Yeah, he went right over the edge. We got to get out of here. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll join you in a second. I'm going to, uh, I want to run out to the, uh, to the main deck and then just start just lighting up so much fire. Okay, just giving into the chaos. Yeah. Very good. You are slinging these fireballs in every direction. And I think the thing that you realize how this is helping is that the few sailors that are left still trying to salvage anything just can't get to much as fire is exploding around them and knocking them even off the ship. Um, But it is tilting fast and much, much lower in the water than it had been when you'd started. Sayer, by now you absolutely see much more destruction on this ship than what you know you're causing. Um, Enough that the fog is even lifting uh, the ship's ahead crewed by the skeletons are becoming much more visible in this bay and fire is running all along the length of this massive ship now that it's clear you can see just as it starts to sink below the waterline the name the anvil in actual wrought steel attached to the hull do i see my crew anywhere uh i think you see the source of the fire I think just by virtue of the brightness, you can see where the fire is coming from, and it is uh, certainly someone in one of the owl's costumes. But still on the boat. Yep. Okay, then I'm going to direct my my crew on this ship and two others to start moving in uh, so I can pick them up. So I'm going to have the other two ships flank the ship I'm on. 
Uh, they start moving forward and they are coming up alongside the sinking anvil. Uh, it's about that time that you see a couple of the smaller, quicker ships from the Navy. Um, they had furled their sails entirely to not have to deal with the wind and they have put oars out on the side. It's slow going, but they are making tracks this direction. Well, since I see that this big metal hulk is starting to sink, I'm going to instruct the ships that aren't following me to turn and start firing at the approaching ships. A couple of the ships absolutely converge over in front of the other Navy ships, and they turn about to start firing. At the very least, you have a little bit of a physical blockade here. Theo, you see the owl ships cruising up alongside this big behemoth. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to go up and I'm going to grab Ada around the waist as she <laughs> has her arms out uh, commanding all these fireballs and just drag her backwards and be like, no, we got to go now and just throw her over the side and jump in. <laughs> <laughs> I think even as she's dragging me away, I'm still trying to shoot more fireballs at this fucking ship. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous version of the Titanic scene with her arms <laughs> out at the front and everything. Oh, my God. It's like parents dragging their, their toddlers out of the playground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm like a little kid that does not want to, like, leave the slide just yet. <laughs> uh, all right. If Ada doesn't fight you, then I think this just happens, yeah? Oh, I don't think I'm capable of fighting Theo. She's scary. <laughs> Callahan, as you, you know, are kind of surfacing and, and seeing the chaos above, you also hear a couple of splashes as you see Theo and Ada come down in the water. What do you want to do? It seems like they're clear, like they're making their way to one of our escape ships. Yep, absolutely. They are just pulling up. Okay, uh, I want to wait until Wright's cabin is underwater, uh, and then I want to swim in and collect his body and take it with us. Okay, I think that you know this is going to take just a little bit more time, um, so that just lets the other Navy ships mobilize a little quicker, but um, you know, you still think that you're free and clear to do this if you don't mind that. I don't think I mind. We've got a Pretty substantial advantage, and I'm watching Sarah position these ships really well. I'm I'm confident that we'll still make it out of here. This big old ship, the side of it finally touches the water. Uh, it has tilted completely over, and uh, it doesn't take long for you to find Wright's body. Uh, you get over to one of the ships and are able to tug him up the side. Sayer, what are you doing with these ships? About face. And get the hell out of here. Okay, are you leaving all the rest to converge on the other ships? Or are you taking everything with you? Like, what's the plan there? I think that I am taking everything with me and then dropping two ships behind every 10 minutes just to slow any chase down that we might be getting. Nice. Okay. So this, like, trail of skeleton ship breadcrumbs is left behind to converge on the, the Navy as they finally break through those winds. Uh, I think it's safe to say that finally you're all back together on the shark's insanity pulling ahead as the rest of those ships are left behind. And it is deep into the night still, a few hours away from morning. You've gotten away. And I think that as we get onto the Wandering Star... The last thing I see through the mask is 
whatever ships are remaining, all the skeletons, stockpiling what remaining explosives they have in the middle of their boats, and then detonating. And then just throwing this wilted, fading mask over the side of the ship. Beautiful. You're back on the Wandering Star, then. You have the body of Vice Admiral Wright. So now that we're free, I have to ask, why did you bring this? And I'm going to point at this huge hulking corpse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I have a few ideas. It became clear while we were fighting him that he knew something that we don't. And he expected us to know it as well, being agents of the Owl, but there wasn't time for an interrogation. Maybe, without being able to find a body, the Navy assumes that he's been taken and not killed, and we might be able to leverage that to our advantage. And as for the information he may or may not know, well, the Wings of Life do all sorts of unspeakable things with the dead. I mean, I did take a little souvenir from the nightshine, uh, and I'm going to pull out the uh, the pages about, uh, about sort of animating the dead that I found. Uh, I mean, I don't know how to do it, but someone might. I certainly don't think anyone on our crew does, but we've got the Queen's Navy all riled up. We've got the Owl's forces to blame for it. We've got some leverage on a lot of people. I think we could make a lot happen from here. I'm just looking down at the corpse of this famed pirate killer and thinking about, like, the dream of that big ship. His fatal mistake was in, hell, the simple naming of his ship. Who expects something to be called the anvil and stay above water? (laughs) (laughs) I guess for now I'm going to, oh boy, I'm going to Edgar Allan Poe it. I'm going to like stash his body somewhere under the deck, like literally under the boards or something, and then head back to Clearwater. You just pry up the deck to hide the body and you just drop it onto people sleeping on the next (laughs) layer below. <laughs> are we just pouring just like a bunch of salt over him or like what are how are we doing that? He's hiding him under his bed and there's just head and feet sticking out either side. <laughs> He's enormous. <laughs> He's enormous. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna put him in a salt barrel. Yes, I think oh that my is God. I or, think that is the answer. Because somehow we've gotta we've gotta preserve him. You're right. I wasn't thinking about that. So just whatever our salt barrel is, please. Horrible. I know. But there it is. Do we have a big enough salt barrel? <laughs> I assume it's just 10 minutes of Theo punching the body into the hole. <laughs> oh, no. Until it fits. Theo, Theo the human plunger. And also, <laughs> Theo the human plunger. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I literally just, like, snorted Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> The unfortunate thing is there's no room for salt in the barrel anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> We've basically just now him in an otherwise empty barrel, <laughs> but garnished. <laughs> He's just lightly coated in salt. Yeah, well, you have to dump out all the salt, and then jam in the body, and then just handful the salt back in. This fills in all the cracks. You're basically preparing him like a nice steak. <laughs> this... I have a, to move on. He's in a brine. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta get to the next thing. I'm dying. <laughs> Don't beat a dead Wraith. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So while you're traveling back to Clearwater, let's look at the end move. The end move reads as, 
You use this move at the end of each session when you've defeated a major foe, gained significant treasure, or accomplished one of your character's goals during the session. You get to choose one. Uh, and when the fates call this a big finale, choose an additional one. I wouldn't quite call this a big finale, but this is certainly a, a session's worth of victory. You've absolutely defeated a major foe. Would we agree? Yes. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Uh, so each of you get to pick one. You can either mark an experience, you can add one to your rank with someone, or you can clear all of your weaknesses. I am going to add one rank with Ada. I like that. You had some good interactions there. That makes sense. Uh, Rev? The player wants to add rank with somebody, but I spent so much time alone that mm. I think I'm just going to mark a point of experience. Kim? You know, I'm with Rev. I think I'm also going to mark a point of experience. And Megan, what does Theo get? Uh, I am also going to take a point of experience because I only had one. <laughs> so Excellent. And I think this is the point where I'm going to point out that a couple of us may have been doing the luck move incorrectly. We were going by the number of luck points available on the sheet, and we assumed we started with that. Some players read the rules correctly and only gave themselves luck equal to their spitfire at the start, which is how we think the game actually is supposed to work. Uh, but just in case you were wondering, if you get this book and you read through the rules, and you're wondering, I, for example, how was I spending so much luck? It's because I thought I had my full complement of luck at the start when I might have only had two. Yeah, I spent three that I very much did not have. Yeah. All right. I think we'll fade out with you all relaxing back at the brass chandelier. Vicky Dean is behind the bar, as always, washing some dirty mugs. She sees the four of you and gives a nod. Oh, hey, uh, three, you got post. Which three? Uh... Well, Sayer didn't, so looks like the other three of you. I prefer face-to-face -face conversation. I find that nuances are lost in the written word sometimes. <laughs> Don't be jealous just because no one wants to write to you. <laughs> Sayer, I would be happy to write you a letter, and I'll leave it here for next time we come back. <laughs> I'll go collect our mail and bring it back to the table. Yeah, since this is just the kind of most popular place in town. This is where people come to bring the mail and, and Vicky will pass it out. There's just a big pile of stuff and um, she assumes that anybody's going to be mostly honest about it. So there are just names written on these envelopes and uh, you can sift through and, and each find one with your names written on them. Uh, are you opening them here or uh, saving them? Are they marked with anything? None of the three of them are marked on the sort of envelopes or the seals. Any perfume? Are they letters from an admirer? <laughs> no perfumes. I'm so sorry. Do they all look the same? Like, do they look like they may be from the same source or? They do not. Okay. I'll open mine. Yeah, I'll open mine. I'll step away and open mine. I'm stuck on this thought of Theo hating riddles and like wordplay and like Theo just opening the letter and it's pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read. It's hieroglyphs. <laughs> Oh, no, I have the book of ABCs. You have a children's book of ABCs. Yeah. yeah. You open it up and it's D. You're like, yes. And you put it in the book. I got a new page for my book. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Theo's arc. Sorry. We're not, we're not saving her mom. We're just slowly gaining Teacher alphabet letters. 
every successful mission, the person in charge sends her a new page. D, D as in dauntless, as a pirate should be. It's just like... <laughs> Perfect. Oh, now we have to come up with every episode the ABCs of pirating. Pirate ABCs. Okay. Sayer, as they are kind of going off with their letters to open them up and read, something that you notice out of the corner of your eye as you're sitting at your table, your backpack is there on the floor, as usual, next to you that you bring around, and you see it shift slightly. Uh, I'm going to reach over to it. I probably got a rat in there or something. As you reach over, it bares its teeth. Oh. Theo. <laughs> I was thinking that today as I listened to last time's episode. I was like, because he said, and I put it in my backpack, and I, I, was, I just started laughing because I was imagining Sayer with like a Jan Sport with like a bunch of teeth. <laughs> Theo, you open your letter. It says simply, your disguise wasn't good enough to fool me, and it's a good thing. You've paid off a very large part of your debt, and it is signed just the letters S-N. Ada, you open your letter. It reads, the sharks don't like paying for something and then being stood up. And it is signed, Thomas. <sighs> Callahan, yours says simply, I'm coming for what's mine. And it is signed, Cole. <laughs> Tides is a Crit Show Studios production. This episode edited and produced by Brendan Wentz, with music by Jake Purley. You can find the Ashcan for Rapscallion at magpiegames.com. You can learn more about the Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com and hear even more weekly content at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Look to the sea. Wayland's assembled a team. They're inside already. This was a risky gamble. There will be consequences for the both of you. Mm, don't threaten me with a good time. I thought you said this would be a quick in and out job! Peace of mind. Is that what you call it? You think that what you've given me is peace of mind? I knew you'd come out on the other side. That's just you, right? You never give up. Unless you're giving up on me. It's always raining in Neo-Atlantis. It can't rain all the time. That'll be enough, Mr. Indri. Enough conversation. You have a job to do. Finish it. Kill them. Return Alex Webb to us. The sentiment will surely get me killed in the process, but I mean, none of us get out of this life alive. 
Am I right? Cybernautica Breakwall, Cybernautica Undertow. A production of Red Fathom Entertainment. Presented by the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to both complete series now. Welcome to Neo Atlantis.